Tiger Hello. meat. Tiger meat. Tiger. Hello. Where's the music? Hello. Joe. Hello. That comes after this. That's right. We Fratelloni's do this. Ace. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Where's the music? Where they have uh, a lot of flowers for sale. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for planting. Yeah. Brings your oh. Garage Logic podcast. <laughs> Can I get a wheelbarrow at friends? <laughs> yes. I need another wheelbarrow. It brings you a Garage Logic podcast. No, they're going to be okay. Thank you, Sid. Garage Logic podcast number 642, uh-huh. June 22nd, 2021. 98 degrees was the high on this day in 1911, and it was as chilly as 42 degrees in 1960. That was about the time that Aquaside was getting invented. By our friends in White Bear Lake. It's a White Bear Lake country, and it keeps you. It's a company. I want to read this. I want to read this. Where's the party? Uh, Bill Stein in Aiken writes, I wanted to tell you how much I enjoy your great sponsors. We finally have a weed-free beach thanks to Aquaside, and I couldn't say enough. But I'm gonna get the, I can get three commercials out of that guy's email. Nice. He uh, lives up in Crow Wing County, and he used Aquaside products. They, uh, they're easy to use. They work right away. They'll free up your swimming beach from weeds and muck. Call Aquaside. They'll identify your problem and get you the right products. 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushere. Uh, Tim writes, I believe the scan bucket was established because Reavers is not always paying attention during the show <laughs> and asks questions about things that were already discussed. Well, that, and he suffered a terrible blow to the noggin, so we've always doubted him yeah. since then. I assume he is probably reliving his town ball glory days or fantasizing about a meatloaf dinner while others are speaking. But on Monday's podcast, he made a comment about a real-life event outside of the GL studio that has me a little more concerned. Uh Uh-oh. In the discussion of Mount Rushmore fireworks, he said, We were out there last year for the 4th of July, and Mount Rushmore did not have fireworks, even though the president flew in. In point of fact, Reavers... Mount Rushmore did have spectacular fireworks last year, precisely because the president did fly in and had authorized them in advance. You can rest assured that Trump would not have been there without the fireworks. There were also many dignitaries there, including cabinet makers and cabinet makers, no, cabinet members, and Reavers gal Christy Nome. The event was carried live on several TV channels, including C-SPAN and Fox News. And if you missed it, you can still see it on YouTube. The event was sold out. And many people were unable to get tickets, including apparently the Reavers family. But I'm surprised that Reavers did not recall it since he was actually in the Black Hills at the time. And thousands of people watch it from locations all around Mount Rushmore. Perhaps it is time to start throwing silver dollars into the scan bucket. (laughs) All right. Can you atone for that? Oh, not only can I atone, I got home, I cut the grass. This is yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. Wife comes up to me, she said... Dummy, we watched the fireworks while watching the president's speech at our hotel room. Mm-hmm. In, uh, Throw them in there, baby. In the Black Hills. So. You're going to tan and scan. Oof. That might be scans are us. Wow. Yeah. We're going to be joined, and I'm really pleased, we're going to be joined by Heather McDonald. Uh, she is a, uh, 
an American conservative political commentator, essayist, attorney, and author. She's the Thomas W. Smith Fellow at the Manhattan Institute. On May 24th, she had a piece in the Wall Street Journal that uh, called uh, Minneapolis, well, the actual headline was... Open season. A year after George Floyd's murder, it's open season in Minneapolis. And she, uh, that was as recently as May 24th, and she's agreed to come on with us today uh, as crime gets stranger in Minneapolis. We have a uh, more body parts mm. belonging to a fellow named Adam Johnson. More parts, he was dismembered. More parts were found this morning. Uh, Minneapolis Police Department spokesperson John Elder, but I, well, I'll get that in a moment. Spokesperson John Elder said officers received a 911 call about quarter to seven this morning of human, of human remains near West River Parkway and Franklin. Elder said the remains have been identified as Johnson's. Some of Johnson's remains were first discovered last Thursday along the 300 block of Main Street. More body parts were found a short time later near the intersection of 3rd Avenue Northeast and University Avenue, not far from the first site. Police are investigating Johnson's death as a homicide. Well, well no <laughs> okay. kidding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Crime Stoppers of Minnesota has received dozens of tips on the case, and police said detectives are making progress on the investigation. Police are encouraging anyone with information related to the case. <laughs> oh, fat chance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. To call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS or submit a tip electronically at crimestoppersmn.org. Here, uh, here's a little advice for everybody involved. Um, if you know who did it, shut your mouth. This isn't uh, like the you, accidental shooting of the three if, kids, uh, folks. If you saw something, um, poke your eyes out with an ice pick. Uh, and if you're a police investigator of any sort, uh, uh, close the case. That that's what we should do with this uh, incident. It's certainly my suspicion that whoever uh, don't did say this, it, Joe. Joe, okay, all right, keep uh, talking. Just please. sending a message to somebody. Yes, yes, yes. Otherwise, why are you spreading these parts around? <clears throat> this is. Uh, but let's not speculate on who we all know <laughs> did it. I'm not going to speculate, except to say <laughs> that this clearly isn't the traditional open season gangbanger warfare. No, this is. Uh, We've moved up to the major leagues here. Yeah, and this isn't a Jeffrey Dahmer type uh, nutcase either. This is uh, something far more serious. My mic's not working. Well, it isn't. No. <laughs> well, I, I don't think we're on a dangerous limb to say this certainly smacks of a message being sent. I don't know by whom oh, or absolutely. to who. Right. I don't yep. know anything about it. Yep. But this isn't, even by the standards of the rapidity with which Minneapolis is declining, this is unusual. Yep. How about the fellow in St. Cloud, a college professor, longtime St. Cloud State yeah. University professor Ed Ward, was shot to death Sunday in his doorway on the south side of the city in what police are calling a random incident. He's 68 years old, a professor in the management and entrepreneurship department, and had taught at the school for more than three decades. He answered the door and he got popped in the face. Do you buy the randomness? His family uh, says they've never heard of this fellow. Uh, are, have we named him? Not yet. Well, I thought, it, didn't he turn Not himself officially. in? Yeah. Yeah. A 45-year-old Duluth man. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'm not seeing his name here in the Star Tribune story. They, he hasn't been charged yet, so they have not oh, named him. Okay. But I know the TV no. stations did. Too bad we don't know a guy that knows how to write books, because I would uh, combine the dismembered body parts uh, along with this uh, case and turn it into something really, a real page turner. A real page turner. What are the odds, though, that at 6.30 in the morning you answer the door and someone you've never seen before in your life, presumably, I'm sure what they're doing is going through this guy's college uh, his student rosters that he's had for 30 years. I mean, I, I don't think the police are going to just uh, automatically take the idea that it was random. That's what they're telling us now. But I, I have to think they're doing some serious detective work. Well, they have to. But I, I guess the reason why I don't personally buy the randomness is just because if that is the case, we're in so much more trouble than I thought we were. Number one, but number two, I, then what would have prevented him from continuing to shoot other people instead of just one specific guy? Well, he was waving the gun around when he was arrested. Oh, That's he was. I, I did not. I yeah, did not read that part. He was walking down the street, you know, waving okay. the gun around and yelling. Was he under the influence? I mean, sounds like he's a lunatic, uh-huh. a devil. There's evil in the world. Oh yeah, there's no question. There's evil in the world. Or, or was he knocking on other doors, and this is just, unfortunately, the only guy that answered? That's a good point. It was very early in the morning. Well, a, that, that does make it a horrifying story, doesn't it? Yes. At that point. What a... I don't know the neighborhood in St. Cloud. It sounds like the neighborhood in St. Cloud, near the river mm-hmm. and the St. Cloud Country yeah. Club, and he'd lived there for years with his wife, and he's got children, grown Although children. I have a good friend that lives up there. St. Cloud has taken a turn here. It's it's getting not Minneapolis bad, but they have had some serious crime issues in that city. Well, Ward's homicide is the fourth in St. Cloud this year, the most since 2015. Right. What, what a... Talk about bad luck. Yeah. What if this... This devil was knocking on other doors, as you say, and people were still sleeping and maybe didn't hear him. Mm-hmm. Now he goes to this guy's house, knocks, and the guy opens the door, boom. Yeah, I, I never answer the door. Well, you never get anybody to visit you. Anyway, so. <laughs> Especially if it's the neighbor kid. Yeah. <laughs> Leave him out there. Such strange, strange goings on that are just unfathomable. Uh, I... Did you post, uh, for good news, did you post oh, the... Uh, thank e- you for reminding me. Uh, the email about the the guy who came upon some canoeists up by St. Cloud, I believe. Wadena County. Wadena County. And the uh, and the canoers uh, were... Here it is. Uh, my wife and I were enjoying a canoe trip down the Crow Wing River in Wadena County on Saturday and came upon a group of guys with three canoes tied together, proudly flying the American flag as well as the GL flag. I gave them the thumbs up as we passed, Chad and St. Cloud. Post that so people I'm, I'm can see it. this. I'll put it on the uh, the Garage Logic social media accounts right now. Right. It's nifty. Thank you, whoever you are, for flying the GL flag. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you say Crow Wing? Mm-hmm. River? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm looking it up. <clears throat> Do you have, you didn't have a name, Joe? Sorry? You did not have a name attached to the guy that had the flag? Not the emailer, but... Well, I, the, the emailer, Chad, they he didn't... Oh. I guess they didn't bother to introduce themselves. I, I suppose. Yeah. But there they are, GLers with the GL flag, and they got their canoes rafted together and hmm. 
flying old glory and old GL. Uh, Let me look at something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Scott in Invergrove, who always signs off, never afraid, and always pushing back. Uh, he's written us frequently. He uh, uh, most carefully detailed the struggles he's had with COVID and how he thinks COVID's been treated in the country. You're all familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then most recently, it was about a couple of weeks ago, he wrote an email about he and his wife seeing two clouds above their house that disappeared instantly. And he suspected an unidentified flying object. We read that one. Do you recall that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's back. And now I'm worried about you, Scott. Uh-oh. <laughs> A few weeks ago, you shared my email about an alleged UFO sighting. It was my contention that it was disguised as an innocuous cloud hovering in a clear blue sky over Invergrove Heights. As luck would have it, this past Saturday morning, me and my bride happened upon not one, but two of these unexplainable clouds hovering in exactly the same location as several weeks ago. As was the first time, the skies were cloudless for as far as the eye could see. Over the course of two minutes, both clouds slowly shrank in size until they vanished, leaving only a totally cloudless 360-degree vista. As I said a few weeks ago, I can't prove a damn thing, but I'm telling you there's something unexplainable happening up there. After all, what an ingenious way to monitor we earthlings as we go mad from cell phone microwaves, a.k.a. the Samer theory. Never pushing back and are never afraid and always pushing back, Scott, from Inver Grove. I don't know, Scott. Uh... Scott, quit looking up. You got to yeah. keep your quit eyes on the sky. Scott, you're done looking at the sky. You're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've rejected your uh, permit to look up. Uh, although uh, I don't blame him for his curiosity. No, I mean, is, have any of you ever seen a cloud go away before your very eyes, disappear before your very eyes? Can't say that I have. I'm, I'm racking my what's left of my brain. And I can't think I've ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that. Have you, Johnny? I don't know if I've ever looked at a cloud long enough to even figure out if it's disappeared. No, I don't think so. No, I haven't. Well, then then his, his curiosity is certainly credible, but it's got to be in a weather event of some kind. I have seen clouds below me and clouds above <laughs> me. And have actually taken pictures of that, but I was on a mountain pass, so I guess I've, that probably doesn't count. I've looked at clouds from both sides now. Yeah, I have too, John. <laughs> Who did that rotten song? That was... Uh, Some hippies. Yeah, it Looked was written by uh, Joni Mitchell, yeah, but uh, Judy Collins had yeah. to hit with it. Yeah. Judy Collins. Yeah. Well, Scott, uh, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> Quit looking up. You know, he did say he had the after effects of COVID. He had the brain fog. Well, there you go. So I I hope this isn't that. Did that fog disappear? I think he's fine now. Okay, good. I think he's pulled out of that. Good. Tremendously. Glad to hear that. Yeah. I think so. Well, Bill Stein told us that he's got a a beach finally free of weeds Mm -hmm. because of Aquaside. Yep. Then he goes on to say, and I can't say enough about the golf at Giants Ridge. Oh, cool. My golfing buddies and I have had the pleasure of playing the Legend course since it opened in 1997 and were able to be part of the voting for the signature hole, which turned out to be the spectacular par 5 hole number 3 with the giant footprint sand trap. 
The folks there have arranged many golf tournaments for us over the years and have always done a great job. The quarry course serves as a great complementary test to the legend. Very different and unique in its own right, actually carved out of an old quarry. And what Bill's referring to, of course, are two of the greatest public golf courses in the country, the quarry and the legend at Giants Ridge. They have a 4th of July special, play the legend of the quarry on Sunday, the 4th of July, 76 bucks plus tax when you register for Troon Awards at Giants Ridge. And as Bill mentioned there, very good at putting together customized tournament packages for groups of eight or more. 37-hole special, play the legend and the quarry on the same day with lunch on them for 160 bucks plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. And of course, as I've told you, it's more than golf. It's hiking and biking and beautiful nature and water recreation. View 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at giantsridge.com, where you can also make your tea time, giantsridge.com. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. So, as it turns out, it's not just yours truly shopping and purchasing Second Amendment items from DKMags.com. It's become a frequent pastime of all you GLers, too, and that's great. Whether it's ordering firearms or purchasing firearms and accessories right out of the store, y'all are on it, and thank you. DKMags.com, they've been at it since 99 with an experienced staff, great prices, a nice ample selection of new and used pistols, uh, Revolvers, shotguns, rifles, ammo, magazines, parts, accessories, everything that we all need and love. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton, and uh, don't forget this, also up in Monticello at Monticello Pond and Gun. It's been my shop of choice in the Twin Cities for years and years and years, and it's all due to the guys and gals that work there. Smart, friendly, and very helpful. No snobbery at all. Check them out and scroll through the pages and pages of firearms available on their website, dkmags.com. Heather McDonald is joining us. Hi, Heather. Hi, Joe. I've enjoyed your work, and I read it every time I see it. Uh, Thank you. You, you, of course, are the author of The War on Cops. One one question before we begin is, how in God's name did you get through Yale and Cambridge and still retain a sense of logical thinking? (laughs) Well... I didn't have it then. Uh, I, I was uh, far too susceptible to some of the loony 
literary theories that were going around at the time, but uh, I guess maybe I have some core respect for meritocracy and colorblind standards, so that, that eventually broke through the uh, academic nonsense, thank heavens. Do you practice law? Uh, not not much, no. I was within the EPA regulatory agency, but then mm-hmm. decided I didn't really want to continue in that vein. So I was more interested in trying to uh, hit back at, at the university culture that I had so revered for betraying its, uh, what I saw as its profound and, and extraordinary important mission. Yeah, we've been calling it the failed academy. It just seems yeah. that it's endlessly failing. What is the Man- what is the Manhattan Institute? It's a think tank like the Center of the American Progress. All right. Or the Center of the American Experiment rather there in in uh, Minneapolis. Well, on May 24th, you had a a very powerful piece in the Wall Street Journal called A Year After George George Floyd's Murder, It's Open Season in Minneapolis. I can sure I can assure you it remains that way. You wrote, 19 children in Minneapolis have been shot this year, an increase of 171% over the same period in 2020. Minneapolis homicides between January 1 and last week were up 108% compared with the same period in 2020. Shootings were up 153% and carjackings 222%. The crime increase began after Floyd's death and has never let up, nor has the assault on law enforcement that began with the arson destruction of the 3rd Precinct building on May 28, 2020. We, uh, many, I don't live in Minneapolis. Minneapolitans are governed by an extraordinarily incompetent city council that has watched crime increase each time they demand defunding the police. Well, you know, there is no more powerful force, it seems, than ideology uh, people would rather hold on to an ideology that demonizes cops than try to do something about the black lives that are being mowed down on a weekly, if not daily, basis in Minneapolis. And if you look at the whole nation, you know, about two dozen blacks are being killed a day in hum- drive-by shootings. Mm-hmm. But people would rather uh, strengthen this view that the problem in the black community is white supremacy and as as embodied by police officers mm-hmm. it's it's a very it's a very odd psychological phenomenon i mean people like me and others who've been writing honestly about this crime uh debacle that we're living through this this tsunami of of carnage and and sadism keep saying but 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 we thought black lives matter. We thought black lives matter. Look at this. You know, mm-hmm. the cops aren't the problem. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no uh, connection between the reality and the ideology. We had a wonderful email from a police officer yesterday who's written us frequently. Uh, according to Justice Department statistics, uh, 2018 was the last year he cited. You, you are probably aware of this. You bolster your work with uh, great statistical evidence 63 million americans had a contact in some fashion with police in america in 2018 63 million and you only hear about the 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 problematic ones when virtually all of them are not problematic yeah and that 63 million is probably an undercount uh it's based on a police 
a civilian contact survey, and, and there's probably a lot more informal interactions that civilians don't report on this survey. So, yeah, uh, and, and also what never gets reported is the whites who are killed by cops. Mm-hmm. You know, whites make up over 50% of all the 1,000 or so individuals who are fatally shot each year. Blacks are about 25%. Uh, and there's unarmed whites who were killed and, and, and shot as well. If the media focused exclusively on white victims of police activity, the public would think we were living through an epidemic of, of racially biased assaults on white people. Mm-hmm. What The public's perception of policing is an optical illusion created by highly selective media coverage. What's happening in Minneapolis is happening, we call it the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. It's happening in Portland. It's happening in Seattle. It's happening in Chicago and New York. Uh, All, again, with city council people having risen to these positions where the hell with the nuts and bolts of running a city, we're going to introduce you to our new way of thinking about law enforcement and reimagining it. That's one of my uh, thorns in my side is they're always trying to reimagine it. W- what is happening? Why why are these large cities governed by such incompetent people? What do you think? Well, it is an, it is every city, and it's not just large cities. You've got Asheville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, you know, small places across the country that are seeing uh, huge crime increases. I think conservatives tend to have two bright line distinction of well. It's all the fault of Democrats. There's crime going up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that even in, in the few Republican-led cities that exist, crime is going up. Uh, as far as why the crime is going up, it's because of the demonization of the police that was given a you know jolt of adrenaline after the George Floyd riots, although it's certainly been a pervasive part of our culture for decades now. Uh, and and cops are demoralized. They've backed off of proactive policing, and that leads inevitably to the emboldening of criminals. As for why cities are governed by Democrats, it's sort of a demographic issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your piece, in your piece in the Wall Street Journal, you you uh, reference what's now called George Floyd Square, 38th in Chicago. And one of the theories we've come up with is that exacerbated the increase in crime. The leaving that closed and, and allowing it to be run by unelected vigilantes, in essence, uh, emboldened criminals. There, there was never any attempt to reopen that intersection. It has recently been reopened. Then we just had another case. Uh, you're probably aware of federal marshals having to uh, get in a gunfight with a suspect wanted on a felony charge, and he was shot and killed, and that happened in an uptown area. Uh, and again, the streets got barricaded. Uh, you're sending a message, aren't you, to criminals that uh, you're going to pretty much get away with what you want to get away with under our leadership. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging to pick out any one instance in any one city because, again, this is happening everywhere. And so the, the, the allowing the takeover of George Floyd Square is just one part of the puzzle. Uh, you know, you've got the decriminalization. The, the, here's the key to what is happening in criminal 
law today, disparate impact. You understand disparate impact and you understand everything. There's not a single criminal law that doesn't have a disparate impact on blacks because blacks, sadly, and no one's not allowed to say this, commit disproportionately huge amounts of crime. There's mm-hmm. there's just nothing like it. I mean, in, in Chicago, uh, blacks and whites are each about a third of the population. Blacks commit about 80% of all shootings and homicides. Whites about 1% to 2%. A black Chicagoan is 50 times more likely to commit a drive-by shooting than a white Chicagoan. That's true in every city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we are deciding that we're simply not going to enforce the law because that means that blacks are going to get stopped and arrested more mm-hmm. and and we'd rather let criminals roam free than than have any kind of uh disparate impact that is based not on racism but based on behavior and so that is what's going on and and so it's not just George Floyd square it's that it's that everywhere there you're not enforcing shoplifting, you're not enforcing petty theft, people are running into stores and grabbing things and running out with impunity. So there's a breakdown of the willingness to enforce the law everywhere, and and everything today is driven by race. Are you optimistic at all about anything in the future of law enforcement? No, I'm not an optimist by nature, so that needs to be factored in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you do see some backlash. I mean, obviously... The Minneapolis City Council had to, you know, is not really managed to go forward with its full defunding, and and Jacob Fry has is trying to sort of get more resources around the edges, uh, and but it, it seems like you know there's one reads about the Powderhorn District and whatnot that people are willing to put up with a heck of a lot of disorder in order to be progressive. But eventually, I mean, here's what's going to change things. If white children start getting shot in drive-by shootings, that'll change things. Right now, the press doesn't care about black children. Al Sharpton doesn't care about black children. You know, he didn't go to the no, he did not. North Memorial Hospital where the two, the 9- and the 10-year-old, were, were on life support, and the 9-year-old girl has since died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the press doesn't care about blacks. Only The only blacks the press cares about are... are um, those that have been shot by the police, which is very rare. But it does care about whites. It does care about white victims. So if these drive-by shootings start spreading and the carjackings are spreading and possibly the, the drive-bys will as well, then, then, then things will change. Where do you want your writing to take you? Do you want, do you, do you want to get to, to, to be the one who solves this? Uh, you're, you're the only, you're the principal voice uh, making these wonderful arguments. Where do you want that to go? Well, I, I believe in bourgeois values. I believe that uh, respect for property, respect for persons, respect for order, you know, sane cities, safe cities, clean cities, graffiti-free, litter-free cities, that those are marks of civilization. And I, I deplore the anti-bourgeois, you know, celebration of anarchy and grime and, and, and theft and predation. So I would certainly like to see America come to its senses and start enforcing the law, not allowing street colonization in cities. Uh, eventually, I mean, the thing that's closest to my heart, however, remains the university and the pursuit of high culture and, 
and and literature and and classical music that that to me is what breaks my heart the most but oh my god yeah it's, it's obviously dreadful uh, you know public safety is a is a strong issue but there's only so many times i can say it's the crime stupid you know it's the, you've got to use a crime benchmark to evaluate police activity not a population benchmark and I, i've said this so many times without it mattering so it, it gets at some point there's like i can't I have no more words to make the same argument because it's always the same argument. Mm-hmm. Or do you live in New York by any chance? Well, I have been living in California since uh, November of 2020 okay. for swimming reasons. But yes, I most of the time I used to live in, in New York, uh, in, except for the summers, which I always spent in California. But I've lived in New York since 87. Well, they're having a terrible problem in New York. Uh, yeah, of course. And, and de Blasio could lose to someone worse than de Blasio. Right. Yeah, that's that's ideology for you. How do we combat it? Self-interest. I mean, it's, as I say, it will only change when whites start getting killed. Until until that happens, the ideology will remain dominant. Mm. And do you think it's an ideology born in the failed academy? Yes, it's yeah. born in the failed academy. It's based on hatred of a civilization deemed too white and too male. Let's face it, there's a war on whites at this point. All you need to do to discredit an individual or an institution is to say it's white. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point, people have to say, I'm not going to take this any longer. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that starting, well, I've been saying it for ages, but yesterday we learned that uh, the mayor of St. Paul, Melvin Carter, is one of 10 Democratic mayors launching a reparation scheme. And so that's taking money from people who've never owned slaves and giving it to people who never were slaves. It's, 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 it's ridiculous, absolutely yep. ridiculous. Yep. I, I think the left has done no favors to, for black America. No, it has certainly not, not a, not a thing. It is teaching them to be victims and be angry and, not, and expect other people to take care of their problems. Uh, Police well, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. All right, you got to run? Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Heather McDonald, I think she's got to finish cleaning her bathroom. Yes. <laughs> or washing the dishes or something. <laughs> I, I don't know what she was no, doing. No, she had a block of time for us for, for that. I forgot she to that mention that. bleeping busy? Oh, yeah. she's uh, She's oh. got uh, a bunch of books the, to promote and stuff, so she's uh, she's a busy gal. Probably. That was an excellent interview. Though. Yes, it was. The best I, I've heard on this program. It was really good. Well, I, I, I was only warming up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, you could have her on for 30 minutes a day every day. She's really good. I love her candidness. Yes. Yep. And, okay. I, and you can also see, too, why every time she, she basically said it, she says, I'm telling the same story over and over. It's yeah. the same problem. A guy named Bernie wrote me. And, and he said, I brought the CP, a kid I used to have, and her best friend to maximum load fireworks on Saturday. Nice. I met Bert Hesley, the owner, and when I told him I was at GLer, he told me, oh, yeah, I got something for you, and came back with the coolest, loudest bottle rocket. This thing is about three and a half feet high. He asked me if I was launching outside the city because this is going to make one hell of a bang. I told him I was way up past Ely, and he handed it to me. Looking forward to lighting this thing off. What a great place to go. Thanks to Bert for a great fireworks display on the 4th of July at my cabin. 
because that's what will happen at Maximum Load Fireworks. It's in Arcadia, Wisconsin, about halfway between Washburn and Winona, but on the Wisconsin side. Mm-hmm. Lovely drive. But not only do they have the inventory, they get the good stuff. And what this Bert guy will do, he'll arrange your show for you. I imagine he says, yeah, start with this. Then you go to that go guy. This, and I'm going to, here's your finale. Mm-hmm. And you can't possibly follow this up. This is going to be handled for you by a professional. Uh, and they got a zoo. I think that's a theme problem. <laughs> but they have a petting zoo so the kids can be out there having fun while you're uh, becoming the fireworks commissioner of your own neighborhood. Uh, and they really do have the inventory, which is important. Many stores in western Wisconsin are, are very short. Uh, MaximumLoadFireworks.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Well, you really have to look hard to find the real truth in yesterday's front page article in the Strib about the price of lumber and its effect on the building industry. It's mostly doom and gloom about how the prices and availability of lumber has slowed building projects, but they do mention um, that it has been easing in recent weeks. As I told you last week from the Wall Street Journal, and lumber prices continue to retreat from their recent highs. Mills are starting to ramp up production again, and this is where you and aimhighconstructionmn.com, where you two come into play. This means everybody that's been putting off these projects are getting a little antsy right now. So contact Chris at aimhighconstructionmn.com today. Get that project of yours on the schedule from, I don't care what kind of project, upstairs, downstairs, kitchens, bath, decks, roofs, siding, garages, you name it. Aim High has the experience and proven track record to do that job perfectly. And yes, your material cost on the bid will drop as lumber and material prices continue to drop. AimHighConstructionMN.com Heather McDonald uh, sounds like she would be very difficult to cancel because she's she's just too smart. She's got too many. She just wouldn't mm-hmm. have it. She wouldn't. Yeah. She wouldn't tolerate it. She she'd wouldn't suffer no. fools gladly. Yeah, she'd say no. <laughs> well, you she, notice there is a handful, Joe, of people that despite all the hand-wringing on uh, social, don't get canceled. Rogan is one of them. Mm-hmm. Corolla. Corolla might be another yep. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. McDonald has criticized welfare and philanthropic institutions such as the Ford Foundation and the Carnegie Corporation for suggesting that welfare is a right. In particular, she has criticized welfare because generations have grown up fatherless and dependent. 
She has written that welfare programs serve as a dysfunction enabler and that food stamps cause an unhealthy dependence. According to McDonald, under the American immigration policies, the United States has been importing another underclass, one with potential to expand indefinitely. She has been described as pro-police. She rejects that police are systematically racist, calling it a false narrative. She has called for a return to Terry Stop and Frisk tactics and zero-tolerance policing. She has argued that too much criticism of police brutality has made police fearful of engaging in proactive policing and that this has caused more crime. She has been a vocal voice, been a vocal critic of Black Lives Matter. Uh, while talking to conservative radio host Rush Limbaugh, she accused President Barack Obama of attacking the very foundation of civilization by giving credibility to Black Lives Matter. Uh, man, I, I could have talked for two days to her. I didn't know we were yeah. only slotted in for that short time. She is, uh, she's got some powerful views, and if you haven't read her writing, I think GLers would enjoy her writing. Joe, I was going to send this in as a letter to the Pioneer Press, but if you think it might work on your podcast, use it. Now, this is for a guy named Walt. Think of the take he's got on this idea. Now, listen, Reavers, what are you doing? I'm, I'm sending off an email um, <laughs> that I was asked to do about five minutes ago. Oh, all right. Is it done yet? Five yes. minutes ago? What's taking you so long? <laughs> Jeez. Mayor Melvin Carter of St. Paul has likely never considered the fact that without slavery, he would not walk on this earth. The evil of slavery allowed him to get born a century later, after it ended. Today, he is the mayor of a major American city. All of us have one shot to get created and then born. If anything interferes with that, we do not exist. This applies to all of us. Myself, like many others, owe our existence to the atomic bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. If President Henry Truman does not authorize this, very likely my father and hundreds of thousands of other American men die in the conquest of Japan. I would not walk the earth and neither would millions of others. Terrible events led us to this point in life. If these events do not happen, we do not exist. That's life. Reparations for terrible events is pointless because these events made our existence possible. We only exist because these events occurred. If we spend uh, our time looking backward in bitterness, we will never achieve anything. Mr. Mayor Carter, be a leader. Drop the reparations chant. I think that's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. You know, if certainly one I hadn't heard. Before. I'm, I've never <laughs> thought of it that way. <clears throat> we wouldn't be here if. If the war didn't end, World War II, or mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. My old man was in World War II. He had a, he had a helper in uh, mm-hmm. Calcutta. Yeah, we discussed that at <laughs> length yesterday. Guy that shined his <laughs> buckles, you know, shoes, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good take on, on our reparations, uh, which I think are pointless. Uh, you're taking money from... Uh, me, I've never owned a slave, and you're giving it to my neighbor who's never been a slave. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's a, a reasonable way to go about things. And what does it ultimately accomplish? Uh, not a damn thing. It increases, well, it's the Booker T. Washington uh, quote. Uh, he's afraid that some race problem solvers don't want the patient to become better. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. We got an email. Uh, I got it right here from David. Uh, Joe, I wanted to see the quote from Booker T. Washington from myself that you mentioned on yesterday's podcast. I went to the Internet and found it in so many others. The one you read seems to be worded a bit differently, but the message is still the same. 
here's a link. Uh, he sent me a list. It's, it looks like it's just a Word document, but a mm-hmm. list of all f- a, a bunch of famous Booker T. Washington quotes mm-hmm. that are just fantastic. Well, do you have one I'll readily available? Uh, well, it doesn't do any good to send me one because I'm not equipped to look at it right now. That's true. I have to you go need in a, the other. You need a computer <laughs> yeah, over I'd there. I have to go in the other room. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Booker T. Washington, associate yourself with people of good quality, for it is better to be alone than to be in bad company. I have begun, or another one is, I have begun everything with the idea that I could succeed, and I never had much patience with multitudes of people who are always ready to explain why one cannot succeed. Let's go back to Heather McDonald. Yes, sir. Uh, who's obviously figured this out before I have. The decline of moral and ethical integrity is reflected in the decline of the American cities. Uh, she wants them clean. So do I. She wants them safe. So do I. She wants uh, culture and art to flourish. So do I. We're watching that get trampled. We're watching that get. We're watching that disappear. We're watching the forgiveness of petty crimes, which only leads to more and more trouble. Mm-hmm. We're, we're watching the United States attempt to kill itself at the hands of anarchists and Marxists and Mysterians. It's a dreadful situation we find ourselves in. Here's the one that he was referencing in his All email. Right. Um, right. There is another class of black people who make a business of keeping the troubles, the wrongs and the hardships of race before the public. Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles, they have grown into the settled habit of advertising their wrongs, partly because they want sympathy and partly because it pays. Some of these people do not want the blacks to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. Again, all applicable today. Mm-hmm. This guy's writing this in the 1890s. John, I was, I was always a big fan of Booker T. Right? Booker T right and on, the MGs? Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, be green onions. Yeah. yeah. I'm aware of that, John. Yeah. Oh. Booker oh. T. Washington was different than Booker T and the MGs. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think Booker T and the MGs, were they referencing the car? MG? What? Uh, I just read his autobiography. I don't remember that ever being addressed in the book, where the name came from. Well, you'd think in an autobiography, you'd get that kind of thing covered. Oh, what do you think of Heather's theory? Maybe it's a musical that, group. What, what do you think of her theory that things aren't going to change until uh, white people start getting killed well uh that presupposes as she insisted that the press doesn't give a darn about black people but she nailed it with the part about al sharpton she nailed it with al sharpton but um and she did make a blanket media statement which i which i generally agree with yeah but uh those three were big big news with all of our news outlets here in town locally that that story did not get ignored locally it was a big deal what was a big deal the three kids oh no you're right you're right accidental shooting uh, in the driveway yes yeah Yeah. joe yes I uh, found MG. All right. Stan- it stands for Memphis Group. Oh, I figured it oh. wasn't the car. Hmm. Well, uh, originally the producer, Chips Moman, said it was the car, uh, but that changed and everybody else said no, Memphis Group. Okay. 
Kendall wrote me, I thought you'd like this. We have a VW dealership in Duluth, but a fellow GLer at work chose to purchase his Volkswagen at Schmelz Countryside, Maplewood. Nice. And he sent awesome. me a picture of the guy's license plate with the Schmelz Countryside surround on it, framing it. Uh, that Schmelz Countryside. And that guy made the right choice. Probably got a better deal. Zero percent. Zero percent. Excuse me. I, zero percent. You get emotional uh, when you talk about Schmelz. I do. I yeah. do. They're on the don't, corner don't of 30. Cry, they're on the corner of 36 and 61 in Maplewood, a multi-generational dealership. Zero percent for 60 months now on all new Volkswagen vehicles, including the new Volkswagen Taos. It's an all new SUV that is slightly smaller than the Tiguan and is loaded with technology. The ID4 models are in stock, available for June delivery. Alfa Romeos and Fiat's in stock. The Fiat 500X, I have one. I couldn't be happier with it. It complements my Fiat Spider, which unfortunately, you can't get one. Uh, Schmelz Countryside has uh, got all this information for you at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Here's a guy that forgot to play a liner, Joe Suchere. Reality with a bite, the Joe Suchere Show. Easy for me to say. Hey, uh, gentlemen, uh, exciting news that we announced last week from our friends at Harmony Spirits. It is the Straight for a Bourbon Whiskey. That's right. Straight bourbon whiskey that's going to be available in August of 2021 from our friends at Harmony Spirits. Here's the bit. I got a couple of emails about this. I'm going to explain it again. They are pre-selling 200 bottles in a commemorative box. It also includes a limited-release laser-etched rocks glass. The first 200 bottles will be numbered and packaged in a box with batch information, and you can pick your own bottle number. The price is around 50 bucks. It's the perfect gift for the whiskey lover in your life. All you have to do is go onto the Harmony Spirits Facebook page and shoot them off a message, and they will get you all set up. I cannot wait to try this whiskey. It sounds wonderful. But continue to go into your local liquor store. Continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. And if you're down there in Harmony, Minnesota, stop in at the tasting room and let them know that the Dum Dums from GL sent you down there. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It appears the final budget bills seem to be falling into place at the Minnesota State Capitol. Less than nine days to go until a a possible partial shutdown of the government. Republican Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka told reporters, it's my commitment that we not get to July 1st. I just think that would be really bad for Minnesota. Gazelka's comments come as tempers flared repeatedly on the House floor during another marathon debate over the Commerce, Climate and Energy Bill. The House and Senate passed budget bills that fund higher education and legacy environment and arts projects, assuring at least some of the state government will keep operating after June 30th. The Ag Bill is also close to heading to the governor and uh, the Transportation Funding Bill on the House floor this morning. Did you guys happen to see any of the bickering that they, uh, the, I think I watched it, I saw it on Channel 5. They showed some of the bickering that was going on there on the floor. I did not. Um, I really wish they'd put like a fire hose up in the spectator area so we could just <laughs> spray them all down. It was just despicable and embarrassing. <laughs> I, I got secondhand embarrassment watching it. It was so <laughs> awful. 
Police are investigating a female's death as a homicide early Tuesday morning in Lakeville. Scott County officials reached out to Lakeville police to conduct a welfare check at about 2.40 in the morning in the area of County Road 50 and Dodd Boulevard. When they got there, authorities found the female's body in a parking lot near 203rd Street and Icefall Trail. Authorities have not yet determined the person's age or identity. A man is in custody. Connection with the incident, the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is helping out with that investigation. Concerns over policing at the state fairgrounds back in the spotlight today. Ramsey County Board and Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher will talk about options for security at the fair. Uh, It's back this year, of course. There's still a lot of questions when it comes to security and who will be patrolling the grounds. Is this a situation where we're trying to reimagine state fair security? Is that what we're trying to do here? Say, I made a mistake. Uh, We had Bob Fletcher on Friday. Uh-huh. And he said, give me a call tonight. And I said, sure. I thought it was one of those, you know, give me a call sometime. Well, at, he was saying on his show that night, we're anticipating a call from Sushere. I never well. called him. I apologize. Well, I we, think I we, can speak for the whole staff when I say it's probably good you didn't call because, yeah, you know, and, you never and, know. And all GLers, too. I mean, we all know what's going on there. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that's the least of your worries at 1030 on a Friday. I forgot. (laughs) At least you weren't out in public. You're you're being very uncharitable. Well, you were watching golf. Friday night you were. I think. At 1030? Yeah, on the golf channel I had to repeat. Since we've strayed off the path, um, there's something I've become obsessed with here in the last 10 minutes. Uh, Heather mentioned (laughs) this isn't going to, nothing is going to change until white people start getting killed. And I'm trying to translate that into what it means to people of Minneapolis. It's Ward 7, um, people in Ward 7, that's uh, the houses around Lake of the Isles and uh, Lowry Hill. That's Lisa Goodman's ward. It's Ward 13, that's the west side of Bidet, Makassa, and uh, um, Harriet. That's Linnea Palamisano or something like that. And it's Ward 11, Jeremy Schroeder. That's the ward that borders Richfield. People are going to have to start being harmed and killed and hurt in those three wards for anything to change in the metro area. That is my speculation. I had to get that off my chest. Thank you. Isn't west of Bidet, isn't that uptown? Makaska? West of and part of. Hold on, my map's freaking out. Oh, sorry, Chris. That's okay. But, yeah, it's those three wards where all the crackers with money live. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Exactly, yeah. Right. Uh, so I don't want anybody the, shot. I don't care what no, the hell color they are. N- no, and I, I really, uh, I don't want to wait. Uh, uh, let's go right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. We, these council members need to open up their eyes. Give me a break. Uh, speaking of the fair, they now have announced all the free acts, you know, the side stages oh, that yeah. frequently get pretty good acts. Uh, this year, it's a very mixed bag. Uh, among them, uh, Sister Sledge, remember them? <laughs> sure. We're a family. Yeah. 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 That, Wasn't that's that the Pirates them, theme but, song? Uh, it was, yes. Back in 79? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know who yeah. does a killer version of that? Babes in Toyland. Hmm. Oh, a wonderful really? version of that song. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sideman bands, uh, Bob Marley's Whalers will be there. That actually would be a fun show, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this one I don't get, uh, featuring uh, Sideman band featuring members of Dire Straits, but of course with no Mark Knopfler. What's 
What's, what's the, the point? point? Yeah, well, is Bob Marley guitar. actually coming? I think he's deceased, uh, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've seen both uh, Ziggy and Rita. Yeah, and they were both very memorable shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's coming Ziggy's, up on the ride. Ziggy's band is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it was. Good. I don't know now, but uh, Ezra Ray Hart. This is a new super group featuring uh, Zeros era. What would you call the Zeros era? The two thousands. There we go. Two thousands era one hit wonder rock bands. Uh, the super group will feature members from Sugar Ray. Uh, remember mm-hmm. Mark Mark McGrath? Yep. Uh, better than Ezra and Tonic. Mm-hmm. So they'll be there. Uh, then the Liney Lodge includes homegrown rockers, Yam House. I don't know them. They are an uh, up and coming group. Really? Yeah. They're, okay. They actually, I've heard a couple of their tunes. They're not bad. Uh, Country Music Hall of Famer Connie Smith, who is married to the brilliant Marty Stewart. And uh, Big Sandy and his Flyright Boys. Oh, a very, oh, very good band. When, 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 when? Uh, you want a date for Big Sandy? Yes, Is that what you're yes, asking me? and a stage, because I will be there for that. That They're quite good, actually. Uh, yeah, actually. You don't have to insult me with your actually. They are extremely <laughs> well, good. Well, Mr. Olson. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Ken, they're very good. I don't have a date for them, Kenny. Sorry. I will be front row for that, yeah. Uh, we're also still waiting for uh, a few more of the big concerts to be announced. They carried over four from last year. Miranda uh, Lambert, Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald, Tim McGraw, and the kids act Darcy Lynn and the Okie Dokie. I want to see the Doobie Brothers. I do too, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't mind it. That'd you know, why don't you just smoke a Doobie and hang out in your garage? Yeah. Same thing, <laughs> big deal. And uh, don't forget, GL will be at the Minnesota State Fair. Yes, we are, year. folks. Dates to be announced. Yeah. Well, pretty and much times, every day. Pretty much. It'll be just like old times. Mm-hmm. Henry Sibley High School in Mendota Heights has officially now changed its name. Monday night, the district school board voting 5-1 to one, with one person not in attendance to change the name to Two Rivers High School. Henry Hastings Sibley, the namesake of the school, was the first governor of the state of Minnesota. His role in the 1862 U.S.-Dakota War remaining controversial. Uh, During the process, the board heard from Minnesota Historical Society officials as well as from the district's American Indian liaison on the perspectives gathered from American Indian families and students. It's called Two Rivers, John? Yes, sir. Two Rivers High School. All right. Two Rivers High School. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're still, they're still allowing them to be called the Warriors. Really? And they, huh. they used to have an Indian uh, head, like a Chicago Blackhawks type logo. Mm-hmm. That's gone. Uh-huh. It's now a knight with a sword or something of that kind. Uh-huh. But the, they My, kept the uh, name Warriors. I'm surprised. I had a discussion last week. My high school is still the Mandan Braves mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the uh, picture of a Native American in a headdress. Mm-hmm. As the logo. We were all quite surprised that that hasn't changed. So. I am too. Minnesota conservation officials are concerned that dry conditions around the state will embolden black bears who are looking for food from dumpsters, cabins, and even homes. The Department of Natural Resources said a late frost months ago and the persistent lack of rain as spring turned to summer has reduced or stalled the availability of berries and nuts. Speaking of that, John, we had a uh, car versus bear crash on Highway 8 on this side of the St. Croix. What are those townships Ooh. up there? That was yesterday morning. Chisago, Chisago Lakes, right around in there. Is it Franconia Township? Yeah, that's, does that make that, sense? that does, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's where it was. Yep. 
Did you guys happen to see the video last week of the bear somewhere opening a car door? No. Oh boy. Reached oh reached boy. its little paw in, and <clears throat> it was a it was an empty car. It was captured by some kind of trail camera, that kind of thing. Reached in, opened the car door, and just sat and stared inside. Didn't know what to do with Did that. Did the bear boy. have no a little bear red hat on? At the glory hole. <laughs> Did the bear have no. a little red hat on? No. No. It no. was. It was. Did it arrive on a unicycle? No. Was it carrying no. a picnic basket? Was there <laughs> a little a, little buddy uh, nearby? Smutty <laughs> bear. Nobody did say you weren't here for the camping. Mm-hmm. Did he say something about uh, forest fires? <laughs> no hats. No hats. A federal judge has dismissed a majority of the claims filed by activists and civil liberties groups who had accused the Trump administration of violating the civil rights of protesters who were forcibly removed by police using chemical agents from a park near the White House before then-President Trump walked to a nearby church for a photo op. U.S. District Judge Dabney Frederick said Monday the claims in the suit, which alleged that Trump and then Attorney General William Barr had conspired to violate the rights of protesters, were speculative, and it was premature for the court to conclude whether the actions of law enforcement officers were justified. In the 51-page decision, the judge did allow the claims against the Metropolitan Police Department and the Arlington Police Department to proceed in the case. New York prosecutors are looking into whether a top Trump Organization executive, Matthew Calamari, received tax-free fringe benefits as part of their probe into whether former President Trump's company and its employees illegally avoided paying taxes. A prosecutor's interest in Calamari, once the president, uh, former president's bodyguard, indicates that their probe into the Trump Organization's alleged practice of providing some employees with cars and apartments extends beyond Alan Weisselberg, the company's chief financial officer, Uh, Receiving benefits, like a free apartment or subsidized rent or car leases from an employer and not paying taxes on it, can be a crime. According to a new study, being unhappy with your marriage or even perceiving your marriage as bad made the man likely to die from cerebrovascular conditions like stroke or blocked arteries at the same rate as smoking and a lack of physical activity. Really? Sorry to report that. Yeah, those men who felt their well, marriage. Well, why is everybody turning on me? I'm I'm fine. What? I, I, I I'm more worried about your um, Monday afternoon host. Oh, playing the game of flaws. <laughs> yeah. Those men who felt their marriage was unhappy were close to seventy percent more likely to die from a stroke That's than dreadful. those who were, oh boy. who were happy in their marriage. Wow. When considering all cases of premature death among the men, the rate of death was 19% higher in men who said their marriage was unsatisfactory. Study authors say health authorities should promote marriage therapy as a way to improve men's health and help them live longer. You know what? Happiness is overrated. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) They got medicine for that. Yeah. The study done in Israel found the researchers conducting analysis of a database that started gathering back in the 1960s. Uh, This uh, video all over the Internet, a group of juveniles reportedly ignited a fireworks display. I don't uh, get this at all. In the Egan High V on Monday, causing a fire and forcing the store to close temporarily. It's because you're the son of a police officer and you have a moral center and guidance in your life. And it never occurred to you to do something so ridiculous. And uh, don't get me wrong. I've done plenty of dumb stuff in my life. However. The scan bucket. Right. However, 
Can you imagine the fun it would be to put a brick of black cats into a porta potty? Now that on that's the other cool. Hand, yeah, that would be great fun. You're not hurting anybody. Well, you, you are if somebody's in there. Well, but you know, you just toss them in, shut the door. Yeah, it's only rookie. Big deal, right? <laughs> Egan police and firefighters dispatched about 2:20 to the High V store at 1500 Central Park Commons Drive, where a 911 caller reported a group of juveniles had lit the display on fire. Fire crews were able to extinguish the flames and officers located and arrested the juveniles about a mile from the store. Nobody injured in the blaze, but the store was filled with smoke and had to temporarily close. I was a bit disturbed by seeing that on Twitter and everybody um, backing the kids, shall I say. Oh, I that didn't I, surprise I, I, me at all, John, because we're I, filled I, with I thought, morons. <sighs> what, what the hell's wrong with you people? I've been busy blocking. I've blocked 13 people in the last couple of hours. People who don't follow me and have never heard of me just because of their disturbing views on Twitter. <laughs> Blocking me again, are you? Uh, meanwhile. Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't going to mention Thanks that. Thanks for but. reminding me. You know, John doesn't know this, but there are GLers who have a pet name for John Height. Oh, uh -oh. I've seen that, that on Facebook a couple times. CNN John. Oh, <laughs> CNN John. CNN John. Well... Better, better I don't think no, you're that bad, no, John. No, no, I don't think not, you're that bad, John. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, a 35-year-old Emos, Pennsylvania man who was lighting fireworks Sunday night in his pickup truck <clears> and <throat> trying to toss them out a window sure. apparently didn't get rid of one in time and injured himself. Yep. Mm. Just like Ricey. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Officers, emergency medical personnel, and neighbors responded to numerous 911 calls just before 9.30 p.m. to the 200 block of Green Street and found the injured man who had been sitting in a parked Ram 1500 at the time of the blast. Responders rendered some first aid, including a tourniquet. The man was rushed to the hospital. The explosion did significant damage to the inside of the truck, but there was not a fire, police said. The Allentown fire... Uh, department bomb squad was brought in to make sure there weren't any other fireworks in the truck and there were not the ensuing police investigation figured out the man had purchased the fireworks last year and they'd been in his truck since then the chief didn't specify what sort of fireworks caused the injuries you know who would not endorse that bert Ooh. from maximum no Lowe. mac no they don't do he that. would not endorse no. that at all did you read the story john maybe you still have it in your news Mm -hmm. About the plentiful bike lanes we have, but not enough ride-sharing bicycles. I, I did see that, yes. Are you kidding me? Ride your own <laughs> no, bike. No. Go to EcoFun <laughs> Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake and get your own Bintelli e-bike electric assist. Same with the Yamaha products, uh, scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. You don't have to rely on a ride-sharing program. There's a great inventory of bicycles with the electric assist at EcoFun and Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. Helmets and apparel, great service department, and uh, you can be assured that you're going to get the best fit. They're, they're going to make sure that your riding needs are met, the right frame size, tires, handlebars, you name it. They'll set you up with the perfect uh, experience, and you've got all summer ahead of you to ride on the bike lanes that are empty anyway because nobody uses them, so mm -hmm. you have them to yourself. <laughs> get to EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. In Florida, Julia Yonkowski went to her local Chase Bank in Largo on Saturday to withdraw some money, but she wanted to check her balance first. Well, according to the bank receipt she got, Yonkowski had 
$855.94 in her yeah, account. I'd like to make a withdrawal, please. <laughs> well, I'm going to need uh, all that. I'm going to need all that cash. <laughs> she, uh, she was the opposite, Kenny. She said to herself, oh, my God, I was horrified. I know most people would think they won the lottery, but I was horrified. She said she went just to get the $20, and she said when I put in for the 20 the machine came back. I said, we'll give you the 20 but that'll cause an overdraft, and you'll be charged. She still hasn't touched her account since Saturday night, is trying to get everything straightened out with the bank. Uh, she said, I know I've read stories about people that took the money or took out some money, then they had to repay it. I wouldn't do that anyway because it's not my money. Jankowski also told a local TV channel she worries that her own money might be compromised. Uh, she said it kind of scares me because, you know, with cyber threats, you don't know what to think. You get three stories like this a year from morons who think they get to keep the money. Mm -hmm. yeah. He at least didn't yeah. keep the money. Hi, I'm Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> the past year has turned Americans into hoarders, apparently. The what? Numerous hoarders the past year the past year oh past year past i'm thinking year. what the hell does a pasture have to do with a hoarding <laughs> i'm seeing a horse and eating some grass the past year okay yeah that's turned americans into hoarders hello hey bob it's <laughs> <Where's Joe>? the <laughs> party <laughs> uh, and i'm out to pasture those hotels would be screwed without that ocean. That's right. <laughs> and new research is revealing two and three are desperate to find places in their own homes for everything to fit. A survey of 2,000 general population Americans found they've spent more money on items like kitchen and cooking utensils, home decor, and personal care products over the pandemic time of the past year. Some Sheriff, it's Joe. <laughs> I've been out in the pasture. <laughs> Smells like manure out here. <laughs> Some respondents say random items like exercise equipment, a surplus of boxes, and even bird feeders are taking up space <laughs> in their feeders. homes. Is this still the yeah. same story about yep. the pasture? It is, Joe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the pasture. Yeah. Uh, the most commonly uh, reorganized spaces in the past year were bedrooms, according huh. to the poll. Mm. <laughs> yeah, in got South a lot Car of stuff. Kind of adds up, piles up during it, the year. When's the last it, time you had a cardboard-free day? Oh, boy. I, I don't think I have had one. Yeah. 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 I, I collected guitars during the pandemic. Never play them. I just collect them. South Carolina man told cops his girlfriend of two weeks. I have a lot of ammo. <laughs> You're collecting ammo? But people probably already know that. South Carolina man told cops that his girlfriend of two weeks assaulted him during an argument over making s'mores early Saturday morning. Ooh, I don't know a... how these things make the news. Responding to an assault call from a Myrtle Beach residence, Police interviewed the couple, both of whom said they quarreled over the graham cracker chocolate marshmallow delicacy. Wow. But, I, don't, I don't think they have a long-term future. Why don't I? Is he I, blowing his nose? Yeah, what, what is that? Did he just blow his nose into the microphone? No. In, my, in a Kleenex. Oh. <laughs> wow. I, I think the show is over.
Play the. Let's wrap yeah. up here. <laughs> we can't, we can't uh, quite do that yet. Play the music. Excuse me. There we go. There we go. You got me. You covered I me. Ca- I got wow. you covered. Yeah. Kind of. You Ooh. hillbilly, you. <laughs> look at look at Kenny. <laughs> Kenny's horrified. <laughs> of all people, Kenny should not be horrified. Yeah. He's gnawing well, on some. Uh, you know what he's doing? Gnawing on raw salmon. I still have a pack of salmon in there. Good. Yeah, I've been giving it the side eye, though. I'm about ready to break into that thing. Yeah. Grunhoffers, you can't beat them. Anyway. I just did eco. I'm not doing a grunt right now. <laughs> God, that was a pause. My God. GLRC right through us now. They really do. I... <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, nobody what story got, are we on the past year? Well, no, this is S'mores yet. Oh, nobody the S'mores, yeah, who cares? Reavers, look yeah. at the camera, Reavers, look yeah. at the camera. <laughs> okay, how about if I just hit this button instead? This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. A story that we had, local press didn't have it, but we had Leo Golden on with us June 9th, vice president of Enbridge, mm-hmm. building the Line 3 line, and he mentioned specifically the harm the protesters were doing to the hundreds of Native American employees that are involved in this project. Mm -hmm. You're never going to read that in a Minnesota newspaper. Matt Gordon, this is from Fox News. Matt Gordon, vice president of his family's construction company in Manoma, Minnesota, and a member of the White Earth Nation tribe, was troubled when environmental protesters, some claiming to speak for Native Americans, vandalized his company's equipment. Gordon Construction is among the native-owned companies that are contracting with the Canadian energy firm Enbridge on the construction of the Line 3, a pipeline carrying oil from Canada to the U.S. But climate activists, emboldened by stopping the Keystone XL pipeline, have made Line 3 their new target. Earlier this month, hundreds of activists descended on the construction site, and many of them vandalized contractor equipment, broke into construction trailers, damaged environmental safeguards, and intended to control intended to control erosion and attempted to trap workers while occupying the site. Go back and listen to the June 9th uh, Garage Logic podcast. Leo Golden in Bemidji, down from Calgary, was telling us all of this. 
I'm a contractor for excavation, and all of my equipment on site was vandalized, Matt Golden told Fo- uh, Matt Go- Gordon told Fox News. For the most part, a majority of the people are for the pipeline. Everybody enjoys gasoline and plastic products. The opponents are shielding themselves with Native Americans. Most of the protesters were white. Line 3 has brought back millions of dollars to the reservations. And these kids, are these spoiled kids mm-hmm. are up there. Uh, more than 500 Native Americans are part of the Line 3 workforce, and the project could benefit Native American-owned small businesses in the region with a total of 5,200 construction jobs. I'm just so pleased that we, we were having, we had this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It'll be two weeks tomorrow, I think. And uh, Leo Golden was uh, very forthcoming in telling us that... Uh, we have plenty of uh, Native American well, contractors. Part of the standard protest gaslighting garbage that they always foist on us, telling us they're doing it to benefit one group of people when actually that's nothing could be further from the truth. On June 8, a day after the protest, vandalism and property damage, Gordon joined five other Native business leaders representing their firms in the tribes of Fond du Lac Band of Lake Superior Chippewa, the, the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa, the Leech Lake Band of Ojibwe, and the White Earth Nation. This not only created a hardship for our workers, it created additional challenges for our companies, the Native American business leaders said in the letter. Protests that disrupt work, damage property, and threaten our employees while claiming to be on behalf of our Native people is creating additional tension and consequences within our tribal communities. They also intentionally create a false narrative that there is no Native American support for this project and the economic impacts and opportunities it brings to our people. Native American lawyer Tara Huska, a member of the Kuchiching First Nation, has been a leader of the anti-Line 3 protesters for seven years, according to the Washington Post. Uh, And she was a former advisor to Senator Bernie Sanders. And you had your uh, fake celebrities up there like Jane Fonda and the whole deal. And yeah. uh, but This was uh, about oil and nothing else. This is about oil. And uh, I, I like the uh, calling out of the white kids by Gordon, uh, the Native American construction manager who is. Uh, and you're not going to ever see this. Well, and you, you, you point to the, the hypocrisy of those that are there protesting. We've all seen the video of the helicopter that flew over. Yeah. Uh, the, the the group of protesters that was there kind of rotor washed them. Yeah, it was kind of funny to watch. But then you see, okay, uh, let's just take Billy for example. That's there to protest. Right. You probably drove up there. Yeah. Uh, you got your iPhone out taking yeah. video of the of the evil helicopter. The, the hypocrisy is laughable. You got them plastic tips in the end of your shoelaces. Yep. You know, you got the whole deal. <laughs> I hadn't considered that part, Joe. Mm-hmm. Say, our man Spencer Grunhofer at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, he wants us to know that he's fighting the good fight against the Forest Lake City Hall, and he thinks he'll prevail. The 4th of July will be on us soon. The store might be open by then, but have no fears, because the original Grunhofer's is open, of course. So you can stock up on brats, burgers, and if you really want to impress the neighbors, get the Wagyu ribeye steaks Mm. and burgers. Or you fire up a... uh, uh, you fire up a uh, Bloody Mary brat and put it in your Bloody Mary. And uh, there's all kinds of inventive things you can do with those great products, the burgers, the meatloaf, the ham, the bacon, the salmon, the seasoning. It's all there. Uh, GLers have made this wonderful discovery. We're going on uh, 
We'll be going on three years with Spencer. Wow, you're right. We will. Come this fall, we'll be going on three years with Spencer. It's been a wonderful, wonderful learning curve, hasn't mm-hmm. it? It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the Highway of Meat and Love, Highway 61, right at the north end of Hugo. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman. On this day in 1806, Alexander Fairbow, future fur trader and Minnesota pioneer, was born in Prairie du Chien in present-day Wisconsin. Nice. Didn't you grow up in Fairbow? I sure did. Yeah. I've been to that what, house many times. What year, Joe? What year? 1806. Okay. On this oh. day in 1861, the 1st Minnesota Volunteer Infantry Regiment departed Fort Snelling for Washington, D.C., eventually finding both glory and death in the Civil War. Ooh, yeah. Minnesota boys saved the day at uh, Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. And on this day in 1919, three windstorms hit Fergus Falls on the same day, killing 59 Holy people. Holy cow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yikes. Isn't Fergus Falls up Kenny's way? You My mind your own dude. business, pal. Yeah. <laughs> three windstorms. Wow. They're not called tornadoes. They were just windstorms, GLers. Thank you very much. And mm-hmm. Thank you to Heather McDonald for joining us while she made coffee. Or cleaned, uh, <laughs> cleaned her kitchen. You know what she was doing? She was multitasking. multitasking. That's exactly what she was doing. And you can multitask your way on over to the YouTube channel for Garage Logic and hit that subscribe button. We would appreciate you joining us. And the thousands of GLers that have already subscribed to our YouTube channel. And please don't forget to download the PodMN app, where when you listen daily to Garage Logic via the PodMN app, you have the chance to win fantastic Garage Logic prizes. We'll catch you tomorrow, brah! It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk and GLers. That's exactly what you should do today for that free 48 minute financial consultation. And you do so just like I did by calling 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you get the man himself and you also get straight talk. You never get sugar coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in GL. And Josh, I have a question. Are you still worried about interest rates? There are some people who are worried about interest rates. I am not one of them. I am of the opinion that the Federal Reserve is going to maintain the path that they have been on for several years, keeping short-term interest rates low. Let the market decide where longer-term rates will go. I'm not going to disagree with either assessment. I have been of the belief that the current administration's push for a lot more stimulus I don't agree with. The economy was getting better out the additional push that the new administration is conducting. That said, said in their assessment that inflation is at this point transitory because of the tremendous amount of demand as the economy ramped up and the lack of supply. It's just going to take a while for that supply to catch up. Additionally, we still have a high level of unemployment and a number of people who have not returned to work or are thinking of not returning to work. Early retirees 
to those people that are deciding, you know what, or wait and find a better job as it comes along. I think that those people eventually come back to work and that will, will help stabilize prices. Additionally, I think supply will definitely catch up to demand. The Fed has said, however, that they will do whatever is necessary to keep the economy going, which in my mind would mean short-term interest rates will stay low. In this type of environment, as it was last year, I would continue looking for companies that have sustained growth and or the ability to raise prices and still attract a lot of superior growth companies, whether it be favorites Apple or Amazon. And speaking of Amazon, their first day of Prime Customer Day, which they had yesterday, according to Adobe Analytics, generated almost 9% better sales than they had last year at a similar point in time, which could mean two-day Prime Days, end of today, could well generate over $9 billion in sales, significant, probably be about 9 to 10% above where they were uh, last year. Competitors, Walmart, Target, Best Buy are also having sales in conjunction with Amazon, and that should their sales growth as we come into the end of the quarter. Additionally, I still, as I said, favor Apple, Amazon. I would, I'm not an investor in Facebook or Google, but they fit into that category, as does Microsoft. Since I mentioned Adobe Analytics, I would also mention companies like Adobe. One last money had been flowing into Bitcoin. Not someplace that I would recommend. And if somebody says, well, it's the new, it's the new goal. I don't know how safe a safety trade is when the value can go from twenty twenty thousand dollars to sixty thousand and back to thirty thousand in a very short period of time. Definitely not a safety trade. I would look at some of the beverage stocks, whether it be Coke, Pepsi, or Budweiser. Very good report once again, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, do what I did. Pick up that phone and make that call today for that free, free, free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Mr. Money Talk, thank you so much for the time and the chat. And have a great day. We'll talk again on Thursday. You got a deal. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. If your ears are still ringing from all the fireworks over the weekend, escape the noise and get up to nature at Giants Ridge, where you can play two of the best public golf courses in the world, the Quarry and the Legend. A great 37-hole special, play the Legend and the Quarry, 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf on the same day, plus lunch on them at the Wakuda Grill for one incredible price, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. And remember... Giants Ridge offers group golf rates for groups of eight or more, including customized tournament packages. So get your buddies or your family members and put together your own tournament. And remember, it's more than golf. It's water recreation, biking, hiking, the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. It's just gorgeous. View 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. And you can also go to GiantsRidge.com to make your tea time.